Joe, we are back at the Pitch Pod. How you doing? Jeff, I'm here. I'm excited to talk about Cruz Azul versus Atlas. we recap of that. And I think looking ahead to this upcoming Real Madrid versus Manchester City match is something to really get excited about in Champions League. So I'm, as always, happy to be here. Absolutely. Welcome, everyone, back to the Pitch Pod. Uh, let's just get right into things. So we were looking at Cruz Azul v. Atlas of the Liga MX, and neither of us nailed this one. We, we missed our predictions. We missed our mark. But it, it was a fun match, and Joe and I had a chance to actually watch it at his place, and it was a fun game. It was an active game. Uh, but it did not go in the direction that we thought it would. Joe, what are your initial thoughts from it? Jeff, I looked at this thinking once Atlas scored the early goal in the second minutes, Keonis playing the ball into Brian Lozano puts perfect shot in to go up early. I didn't think it was going to hold me. And since Cruz Azul had even up later and in, into the second half, had dominated possession. I think the final number was 74% possession to 26 of Atlas, I think. With some chances and with Atlas, I think a second goal that was called back late into the second half that I thought was going to even be more so for the favor of Atlas to go ahead in this. And then getting Cruz Azul is never really with 17 shots on and four on goal to never convert one. So I th thought that they really missed an opportunity to win this and look like this is the lesser side. And Atlas did what they needed to do. Got the one where I would hold them off and, and go ahead to advance the next round. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the results on paper, it's hard to believe that Atlas won that match with Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul having possession majority of the game, uh, controlling the, the ball, the passing, the shots on target, you name it, every stat. they. If you look at that, they even looking at the team going into the match, you would have said, hey, Cruz Azul has this, but Atlas converted, they didn't, and, and that's the name of the game right there. Um, but I want to just briefly, and this is a first for the pitch pod, I'm going to share my screen here with you, Joe. And uh, what I want to do is hopefully everyone can see this, is I just wanted to kind of look at that early goal that Atlas had. So uh, blue, these are the defenders for Cruz Azul. And red, this is the attackers from Atlas. Can you see that? Yes. So one of the, what I wanted to focus on here was how that goal happened. And so Atlas, early on, there's a pass into their star attacker, Julian, right here. And Julian stopped it just briefly. And the defender for Cruz Azul was right on his back. And he kind of hesitated. Initially, I thought, why didn't Julian just leave that pass and have it go directly to the other attacker? The attacker ends up scoring with a brilliant shot on goal. But when I watched that play again, the fact that he stopped the ball with his back to the defender and it caused him to hesitate as opposed to leaving it and letting it go through and giving the defender time to go and uh, mark up this man. I thought was brilliant. So I didn't recognize that initially, but Julian knew exactly what he did and set up his guy for a brilliant assist. And 
it was just enough hesitation to catch Chris Azul off. And as you saw early on in the game, a brilliant shot right in the back net in there um, that Cruz Azul ended up um, finishing. And um, that was a huge, huge momentum change because like you said, that was so early on in the match that um, that just blew the doors open and it kind of seemed like Cruz Azul kind of got sucker punched and didn't know how to react. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, pay close attention to that as I was thought, I thought it was a just well, well done by Julian of Atlas to, to make that play and to have that awareness on the field. That's what you're looking for, for the, your number nine, a center four that can play with his back to goal and, and also make those type of technical and tactical decisions where, yeah, as you said, he could have easily let the ball just run on, dummied it and let it play on to Lozano that was making the run on the third man run on the outside, but he decided to, with some decision, hold it up just barely, just not to flick it on, if you will. Like I said, the defender hesitates to not get drawn there and then not able to get to close in and pressure Lozano. And I think it's a brilliant shot from Lozano too. If you, if you yeah. Oh yeah. Oh there. yeah. I don't want to take anything away from him, but um, that kind of brings us, who's your man of the match, Joe? I think it's Keones. I think with this, the way that he influences the game, I mean, whether it is in that instance where he's assisting, whether it is him finding himself an opportunity. I think he had other couple of shots that could have easily gone in and he just really, that's why there's a lot of talk about him and moving on and having to put in a price tag on there for a potential transfer in the summer. I think that if Atlas is up for letting him go, I think he's a guy that there'll be other teams and other clubs around the world. that will be looking to, to see that kind of talent, how it would work in different competitions. So I think definitely the man, of the match and somebody to continue to look at and see how they do not only this, remainder of the tournament but as he goes forward and see where he ends up this next campaign yeah and same here that's my man of the match julian atlas's striker um big goal scorer but obviously can impact the game in different ways so i i agree with you there i thought you might pick a keep but uh no i i, I guess we're aligned again joe good 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 for these guys yeah um so looking ahead Big Champions League match. Everyone's going to be tuning in for this. We have one of my favorite teams, right? Maybe I'm supposed to be a little bit more unbiased, but I'll, I'll be honest. I love Real Madrid. They're going up against Man City, who has just been on a tear in the EPL. So, Joe, obviously, you know, the headline's going to read two legendary coaches, two legendary attackers going at this with Benzema in Holland. Um, that, that's kind of the headlines and, and what's selling this game. But how do you think this is going to start at the very beginning of the match? You know, in a two-legged semifinal, I think Real Madrid having the advantage being at home, but I still think it is going to be what I often see, what I often suggest is that it's going to take some time within the first 15 minutes for the teams to try to influence the game in their own way, namely Manchester City looking to have the ball and create penetrating passes in possession to create chances. Real Madrid being okay in some sense with the opposition having the ball. But I think that you're going to see a well-contested match in the midfield. I think it's going to come down to that. I mean, with those two teams and the way they're both set up, I think that it's going to take some time. But 
one goal, a second goal from one side or the other could really change the complexion of what we're looking at, not only in the match itself, but going on to the second leg in the, in the semifinal. Yeah, yeah. Real Madrid having that huge home home field advantage, you know, their supporters are going to be out there. Um, and, and that does play a big, a big role in the game, big momentum changer. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on or, you know, going in this match, obviously, we know Benzema, Holland, they're going to have an impact on the game directly or indirectly. But I think it's kind of fun to think about those other players that I don't want to say don't they don't necessarily get as much attention, but those other players that are that are still threats for both teams that are maybe not as focused on. I'll put it that way. And for me, when I look at the two teams, and it's going to be interesting to see what who your players are that um, are also threatening. Um, but I think Vinicius Jr., Vinny Jr. Right. I think he's super dangerous and, and, and can be great at giving assists as well as a goal scoring threat. And then for Man City, I always love watching this guy. It's De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne. And he's coming off some hot games. So, yes, he's getting a little bit more attention than usual. But typically it's just Benzema, Benzema, Benzema or Holland, Holland, Holland. So I like to kind of mention those other guys that I think could have big games. and and kind of see who, who you who you might be looking out for um, for this upcoming match for having a big game. Maybe you can pick any number of the players, especially Manchester City, as far as continuing to have an impact. It'd be interesting to see which direction Pep goes with the setup and the guys that he, he features. Is Jack Grealish going to get a star? Is he going to be out there? He's always going to be a, a dangerous threat in, in attack. I mean, if you look back again, kind of mentioned midfield for Real Madrid, Modric, Tony Cruz, is he, are they going to play? Are they going to be effective together in the midfield that are going to help contribute to making it difficult for Manchester City? So I think look at those players. I mean, there's again, pick a number of any of all the sides that have well conditioned and well performing players going into this match. So I think it's going to be exciting to look at all the squad. Yeah. And if you're Man City, if you're Pep going into Real Madrid, leg one of the Champions League matchup between them and Real, you know, what's your game plan, Joe? I mean, it's, you know, yes, they have a super talented team, but so is Real Madrid. So, you know, if, if you're Pep, like, what are you trying to do um, in this game besides just obviously feed the ball to Holland at, you know, close to the spot? I mean, that's not the game plan. <laughs> well, well, I guess that's the game plan for the EPL, but uh, I don't know. Going into this match, that might be a little bit more challenging. What what do you what are you thinking he might do, or what what would you possibly do? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that you mentioned that it's a different contest, being in Champions League, and it's been the elusive hardware trophy that's held been held over Pep's head as you know it's his need and his want more than anything to find himself. I think though. With that being said, I think he's going to prepare his squad, the team that he puts out there, to show composure, to not let the, the match itself defeat them and knowing what they need to do to put this together. That is namely playing brilliant attacking football in the sense that they look to exploit the defense, move the def defenders around, find those half spaces to play into and create those balls out through. And then, yeah, whether it be De Bruyne playing onto Holland or 
you know, working out wide of the wings. I mean, we didn't mention Mares, how he may or may not feature in this. He hasn't had as much time in EPL. Maybe that is a player. Stretch out the Real Madrid defense and try to find those spaces in between. And, and again, try to look to really dynamically create attacking threats here, there, and everywhere on the pitch. And then really, again, when the ball is in a position where Holland can be on it, whether it's with his head or finish in a, in a brilliant manner that we've seen throughout the EPL, I think that's it's certainly could show up or necessary to show up in this match for them to come out winners. Yeah, I like that. I, I like the idea of stretching the the field out a little bit more, getting those other guys like Grealish and Mares, getting them a little bit more involved. Um, so yeah, I mean that 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 makes sense. And yeah, looking for of course opportunities to switch and and uh attack on, on the weak side and and take advantage of that. And and if I'm Pep defensively, right, of course I, I know who to mark up, but uh, I'm always going to be thinking of Vinicius Jr. coming down the left side of the field and knowing how fast he is. So I, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that information as I'm preparing for this upcoming match and, and, and prepping at practice for the upcoming match. You know, Maybe that's the defender playing off a little bit. Maybe that's the positioning of the uh, – outside defender you know it could be a, a variety of different things maybe trying to limit the uh vinicius's opportunities to receive the the pass so um yeah you bring some good points offensively but i'm also thinking okay how do i shut down Vinny jr defensively so that he's not likely to get the ball into benzema as easily yeah we mentioned that in other episodes when we featured real madrid when Vinicius Jr. is an attacking threat on that left-hand side and gets out wide, the teams that have had success are the ones that are able to keep him out there. When he does, and I think could be encouraged to do more so, find his way to cut inside and, and look to get in between the, the defenders in that way, in a sense of just being held outside and try to get to the byline to try to play the cross in. I think he is more deadly even more so when he has the ability to get and in cut inside. So they got to be on the lookout for him. Like you said, Pep's got to be aware that that's a threat, how they prepare for it, whether it be – decisions they make leading up to keeping the ball from getting to him or what they do when he does have the ball out wide in, in a penetrating position. So I'm looking forward to this one, Jeff. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, Joe, why don't you go ahead and lead us off here with your prediction? Sure. I mean, I think the run of form and I think, you know, again, we talked about it being two separate competitions, but the run of form that Manchester city has had in the EPL winning unbeatable seemingly in, in different games and in different ways and other players stepping up. And it hasn't just been all in, in all sense. I think Underwood had a couple in the last match and there's other attacking threats. I still think that Manchester City just has the momentum going for them and a desire and a drive to win this contest, to win the, to go the whole way, starting with the win and the next Champions League match. I have them winning Jeff 2-0. All right, fair enough, fair enough. My prediction's a little different, Joe. You know, I know Real Madrid supporters. I know that when that team shows up, they are dangerous as well as Man City. Uh, maybe we don't think about them as much. We're always so focused on EPL. So I'm going to go with a tight game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to go with a draw here, Joe, of 2-2. Two, two. That's pretty exciting. There's a couple goals from each side. Maybe the guys that you mentioned – and we'll look forward to seeing how this game goes, turns out. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So uh, we hope every, everyone gets a chance to 
tune in and, and support their team and, and have fun viewing this game. As always, the best way to support us here at the Pitch Pod, the Pitch Pod, is to please like, subscribe, leave a comment. We got we got merch. We're looking to give merch away. Um, so leave a good comment, and who knows, maybe you have a T-shirt coming your way. Maybe. So um, thank you, everyone, and as always, keep pitching out there. the game the round ball round posts anything can happen <laughs>